Hey beautiful, welcome back to the Vibrant Flow podcast. So this episode will be a treat. We finally have a male guest to talk about all things masculinity, femininity, and polarity dynamics, and how men can strengthen in all areas of their lives, and how how women can relate to the men in their lives from a man's perspective perspective and that's a beautiful thing and i'm so grateful for herman salinas for coming on the podcast so that we can have this discussion that i know that you're going to love and appreciate so much so really excited for that and just reminding you that if you are curious to jump into this transformative process of embodying the seven pillars of vibrancy and you would like to have that one-on-one support for four months with me and have those incredible sessions with me three times a month plus the personalized affirmation visualization audios that I'm creating for you throughout that experience, go ahead and check the link and the information in the show notes and uh, let's get in contact. Like, let's talk about it. If you're interested, I would love to know if this is a fit for you. My spaces are very limited at this point and two of them have already been filled. So just letting you all know that that is happening. I'm so, so excited for this process and this Vibrant Woman program that I literally am so passionate about. But yeah, go ahead and check that out if you're interested. And and remember to leave a review and rating for this podcast. It really, really, really helps. And I'm so appreciative if you can do that and share this episode if it speaks to you, if you feel like this conversation needs to be heard by more, more people, if you feel like these things need to be talked about more, sharing it is a great way of spreading the message and both me and Mr. Salinas will be very grateful for that. But without further ado, let's jump into the interview. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Vibe and Flow podcast. And today we have a special guest, and it's extra special in the sense that it is our first male guest on the podcast. I've interviewed multiple women on this show, and it's been a blast. And I, but I thought that it's high time that we get a masculine perspective on things. And I'm really happy to dive into this conversation with Herman Salinas. And um, we're going to talk about masculinity, how men can create their strongest version of themselves spiritually mentally and physically and also like all the things related to um feminine masculine dynamics and i'm sure that this conversation will flow naturally but thank you so much for being here how are you feeling thank you for having me i'm feeling well and looking forward to the discussion i think these conversations need to be had and you see more and more of them pop up and i think it's the masculine feminine dynamic it's a good thing to talk about especially nowadays especially nowadays i totally agree with you 
So I'm really curious to hear, and I'm sure that my listeners are also curious to hear, what inspired you to start sharing content on masculinity? Because that's what you primarily do on Instagram under the name Mr. <clears throat> Salinas. So yeah. is there anything behind that? What, what, it, what was the driving force or the desire to start doing that? A few years back, I was going through a really rough period in my life. I wasn't just going down a degenerate lifestyle and I didn't really have any direction or purpose in my life. And I wasn't the most masculine man. So in an effort to try to cultivate my own masculinity, I got on the internet and I initially it was about just kind of motivating people, just motivating people in general. But as I was on the internet, I started seeing all this talk of toxic masculinity and all this stuff that's kind of painting masculinity in a bad light. So as I was cultivating masculinity, I felt the urge, almost a responsibility to start sharing what I was dealing with and lessons and realizations that I was learning along the way and share that with other men. Because I've realized that there's a lot of lost young men out there. And there are a lot of single mothers that are also trying to figure out how they can raise a man as well. And I think ultimately, a boy needs a man to become a man. Right. So I share what I share just to hopefully inspire men to embrace their masculinity and also just tips and just lessons that I'm learning along the way on my own journey. Mm. Yeah, I love that. That's really cool. So what does masculinity mean to you personally? How do you relate to this word and what, what, what is behind it? I think the core essence of masculinity, in my opinion, is strength. Not just physical strength, it's also mental strength. I think primarily mental strength. I think it's strength, courage, mastery. But like I said, strength is a mental strength. There's this, it's a mindset that you need to kind of conquer what's in front of you, embrace it, face it head on, and just become stronger in general, like I said, mm. mentally, physically, and spiritually. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is really important that we discuss this or have a discussion around this because for women and for myself and the reason why I started this podcast is because I was sucked into the idea that I, as a woman, I need to be tough. I need to be hustling. I need to be grinding. I need to be in the masculine, so to speak. Right. And that yeah. led me to a lot of pain. Um, literally, it created physical pain in my body that was constantly present. And um, it was just not a yummy way to live. And then when I realized that, okay, I am a feminine being at the core, and I started to embrace that, things started to shift. So for you, then this is the same thing, but the polar opposite in a way where right. you started to find your core essence, which is the masculine, right? And right. what what does it feel like for you personally and like in general, perhaps for men to step into that power, that raw masculinity, that primal 
core essence? What does it feel like compared to what you felt like before when you were dealing with hard times and things were not feeling good? It feels powerful. When you start to embrace hardship and realize that life is basically in your control, you can take ownership, extreme ownership and responsibility for your own life. And that gives you this sense of power. Like I am in control. Obviously, with the help of God and God's direction, you do what you do in life. But ultimately, if you embrace your circumstances, take ownership, there's this sense of power that it gives you. And once you start taking action towards becoming better and bettering your situations, like I said, it just feels powerful. You feel in control, feel like a man now. And I want to inspire that in other men as well. Take control of your life. Take, take action and it gives you this confidence it gives you this inner power that i guess i guess it needs to be revived in some men or they just sometimes they just need to realize it again like hey I, you are powerful you do have power you do have control you just have to take action take the responsibility i guess there's this mm. big there's this victim mindset that a lot of people have i guess you know life happens to them yeah and I try to kind of flip that perspective, you know, life's not happening to you, life is happening for you and everything is a lesson and everything is just, it's, you just got to take it head on, I guess. Exactly. I love that you mentioned victim mentality and how we really need to shift away from that. That's one of the things that I, on my part, like try to impart for my women who are listening to me or listening to my podcast episodes is that we absolutely need to let go of victim mentality because it will run your life unless you decide that it's not going to anymore. And it's so, it's a pivotal shift. It really is when you start taking accountability for yeah. your life. So that is definitely something that like both men and women need to understand and, and truly step into that power. Definitely. I am kind of curious, though, if you don't mind me asking, what inspired you to start this journey of embracing femininity and talking about that as well? Because I know you, yeah, I don't know a, personally. That's a, yeah, that's a great question. And I'm glad you asked. Um, so like I briefly mentioned already, I was I was operating in the masculine for me. Like I had all these masculine shields that many women today, they do have and share that experience. Um, I was really hard on myself, um, type A personality go-getter. So I was sucked into that mentality of be brutal, be tough. And yeah, like I said, it led me down a path of years of chronic pain. I'm, I'm a musician as well as a... Um, well, I'm graduating with a master's in English, but also a musician. And I had to stop playing saxophone because of that, because of the pain. And that led me down a path of many years of like depress depression and anxiety, panic attacks. Um, and this constant pain, obviously, that was present in, in my life. And, you know, going through these different phases of healing, and it's definitely been a process. It hasn't been like, okay, I healed in one session, but it has been an unraveling of layers that 
were not me, were not who I truly am or who God created me to be. But those were the layers that I sort of sucked in from the societal pressure to be a certain way. And of course, if you are a um, um, an ambitious person in general with whatever you have going on, then it's very easy to get sucked into that loop. What I believe for women is that it can be very dangerous because it literally pulls you away from your feminine core essence, the way that you feel at home. And so I started to get, well, I, I feel like I was attracted to these, these women that were homemakers and, and living a very different life to what I had ever imagined for myself. And then I learned by listening to them and watching them on YouTube that there's something in this that my soul and my heart and my whole entire being is yearning for which is that rest, that sense of peace and sense of groundedness and sense of loving your womanhood. And so that sort of embarked me on this journey of embracing my femininity and, and really studying it and learning to understand it more. Then I started this podcast and it's been a, an amazing journey interviewing women all around the world that have gone through similar processes, even though they may be business owners, they may be homemakers, they may be um, stay-at-home moms, they may be whatever, but we still have this yearning to embrace that femininity. And it really feels like you're coming home to yourself. Mm. It's a beautiful thing. It I is. I think it's just as important for women to embrace their femininity as much as men embracing their masculinity. Like you Absolutely. said, there's almost this societal pressure nowadays. And there's this glamorization, I guess, of the, like the boss babe and, you know, that lifestyle is really, it's kind of perpetuated and it's seen as really glamorous, but that's not for all women. Yeah. And some women want to be, like you said, homemakers or what have you. And that's just as beautiful. And that's, that's Exactly, exactly. So in your opinion, and in your experience, what, what do men today struggle with? Like, how, how did that struggle? Like, what did it feel like for you? Were there something, some things, some experiences that, I don't know, felt felt like were pulling you away from your power from your masculine core? Is there something that you specifically see that your generation of men are really struggling with? There's a few things, but one of the main things that I see is men avoiding conflict. I used to do this myself and I see it in a lot of young men today. Like I still see it to this day. Men avoiding conflict in all areas of their life, whether it be with a woman in their job, whatever it may be, you know, a, a man is quick to ghost the girl because he wants to avoid the conflict of just having that conversation of just ending things. Oh, yeah. Same, yeah. same thing with ghosting a job, you know, they'll call and make the interview and then they realize last minute that they might not want to go through with it. And instead of just having that conversation, they just won't show up. You know, it's just avoiding the conflict is what I mainly see. 
And like I said, I used to do this myself when I was younger. And so as I, like I said, as I started going on my journey into manhood and cultivating my masculinity, I realized that you have have those uncomfortable conversations. You have to fit. It's uncomfortable. You face it head on and it makes you a better person. It makes you a better man. And I think as men, there is no situation where it's okay to run away from conflict. You have to face it head on. Conflict is inevitable in life. So the sooner you learn how to deal with it, the better you will be. Right, right. So it's that that strength to face the discomfort. The courage, the courage to do yeah. it. Yeah. So that's a part of masculinity is like strength, courage, mastery of some type of skill. And courage is a big part of that. It takes courage to have uncomfortable conversations with people. Sometimes you will be seen as the bad guy just for speaking the truth, just for being real. Some people will look at you like, you know, I don't like this person anymore. You're going to be the bad guy. It's inevitable in conflict. And as a man, people in general, you have to be okay with that. Mm. You, have to, you have to be okay with not being liked, having difficult conversations. Right, right, exactly, exactly. I think, that's, I think that's one of the. Like, that's I think that's what a lot of men struggle with nowadays is just avoiding conflict in all in, in all ways. Right. I see, a lot, I see a lot. See a men struggle. With that. Yeah, exactly. What do you think is the reason for that? Why? Why are men so afraid of the discomfort of of having a conversation where you have to say something? Like, for example, you're a nice girl. I really appreciated this time, but I'm not interested in you or something like that. It's a lack of balls. It's literally just a lack of having a pair of balls, <laughs> just manning up and saying, hey, you know, I just want to have this conversation with you. It's okay. You know? Yeah. It's a lack of spine, having a spine, just having some characters, just having some decency, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's about respect. Yeah, just having, you know, it obviously takes courage. You know, you're about to go into a situation where there's potential conflict and, you know, you feel that nervousness. But in most situations, as soon as you start having the conversation, it it just, it flows and it's not as bad as you think. It's the mm. initial it's before. It's the before. You, you know, you're thinking about it too much in your head. You're like, ah, I want to avoid it. And, you know, it just becomes almost this anxiety. You don't want to face it, so you don't. So a lot of people just avoid the conflict. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what does that what does that do to men when they constantly are avoiding conflict? I think it makes them weaker mentally. I think a big part of mental strength is being able to face conflict. Right. Yeah, exactly. Whether it, be conflict, whether it be conflict with other people or conflict in your own life, you know, sometimes we struggle with our own things and it's a conflict that we might be dealing with internally. And a lot of the times men will also avoid that conflict as well. So it's right. just like I said, it's conflict in all realms. Avoiding conflict will make you weaker mentally because instead of dealing with things head on, you seek escapism. Exactly. What What are the main ways that you see men seek escapism instead of facing their that discomfort and uh, conflict in their lives? 
Well, escapism, the, the main thing is porn, porn and video games. Right. Or just any form of entertainment. Mm. You know, avoid whatever, we're avoiding whatever it is that they have to deal with in life. And then they'll seek some type of entertainment to just block their mind from it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So do you feel like there is that numbing effect that, that men are seeking in a way? If they're feeling this discomfort and this conflict internally, for, for example, yeah. and then you seek these ways of of escaping that feeling so you can numb that feeling, essentially. Is that what it is? Definitely. I think, you know, there's all those forms of escapism, escapism that give you this dopamine rush. So in that dopamine rush, those feelings of discomfort, I guess, they're blocked. You, you immerse yourself into a video game or what have you. Now you have a dopamine rush and now you don't have those feelings of dread. Now you don't have those, those thoughts in your mind. Well, oh, I have to deal with this right now. It sucks and you don't want to deal with it. So you just escape. So it's definitely a numbing effect. I think an overindulgence in dopamine can have a numbing effect on what it is you have to deal with, I guess. Right. Yeah, exactly. So how do men then strengthen spiritually, mentally, and then of course, physically as well. And, but that's like, we usually know how you can strengthen your body. Like that's pretty straightforward, in, at least to an extent, but especially like spiritually and mentally, how do men get stronger? What did you do personally? How do you, how do you tend to these areas? Getting stronger mentally is first and foremost dealing with conflict. Like how I mentioned before, it's something that a lot of men struggle with. And I think dealing with conflict makes you stronger mentally. It's uncomfortable. So when you actually push yourself to do it, you become stronger mentally. You know, you learn how to deal with it more and more. So right. facing, facing conflict head on is a big factor in becoming stronger mentally. I think also just putting yourself in uncomfortable situations in general, stuff that you are, stuff that you wouldn't normally do, stuff that's challenging to you mentally, stuff that makes you uncomfortable, try to do it more and more. There's a, I think, there, I forgot the term, you know, when you slowly expose yourself to something, there's this term, I forgot the term for it, but slowly expose yourself to uncomfortable situations and it will make you mentally tougher. Right, right. It builds your capacity to, Hold exactly. That. Yeah. Exactly. And also, I get learning new things. You know, just expanding your awareness and different avenues and different levels of, I guess, consciousness can get you. You know, mentally, they can men mentally strengthen you. Mm. In the spiritual aspect, it's kind of a. Hmm, it's interesting because not everyone has the same views spiritually, right? For me personally, becoming stronger spiritually is a combination of the physical and the mental. The combination of the physical and the mental strengthening paired with a relationship with God is how you, is how, well, for me personally, that's how I strengthen spiritually. Right, right. 
Yeah, that's an interesting, like, interesting way to look at it, and I totally see that wh- why why that works. Um, when it comes to your spiritual practice, is there like, is there something that you really see that is important that you tend to every day in your spiritual life? Prayer. I think prayer is a big communion with God. You know. I think some people view prayer as just asking God for things. And I don't, I think it's, it's, it's having a conversation like me and you are having right now. It's thanking God. It's just talking, having the communion it develops a relationship, just like with any other relationship, you have to talk and you have to commune and you have to, you know? Yeah. So I think that's what, that's what I do every day is just consistent prayer. Yeah, exactly. Having that intimacy with with god that was what i was looking for intimacy okay (laughs) cool (laughs) all right awesome so when you were going through this journey when you realized that okay i need to step up to to my power i need to change things in my life like how how did you start start by like start that journey I'm, I'm thinking like if if someone is listening to this and they're like yeah i, I want that i i want to start this journey but i don't know how i feel like i i don't have the willpower i don't i i don't have the whatever but i really want to but then again it feels like that those like stimulants or or old habits are just trying to pull me back mm. how, what was it like for you because i I imagine that it wasn't like, yeah, one day and then the next day you were a completely different person with a willpower uh, of of a, uh, a lion suddenly. Like it, it was a process, I would assume. So what would you say to someone who is starting out? Yeah, of course, any process of transformation doesn't happen overnight. It takes time. For me personally, I started consuming a lot of, I guess you could say men's content, you know, content on masculinity. You know, I wasn't, obviously I wasn't the only one creating this type of content. Before I started creating it, I was consuming it. So I was getting all this inspiration and ideas and tips from other men that were already on this journey. From consuming the content and getting those types of ideas in your mind, then you start surrounding yourself with men that are also on this journey with you as well. Start surrounding yourself with men that you that you want to emulate. You know, they say amongst men, you know, iron sharpens iron. So if you're around other men that are on the same mindset as you are, you will inevitably become that kind of man yourself. Mm, exactly. That's really important. And that's something that I tell my women as well. You really exactly. need to pay attention to who you're surrounding yourself with and the ideas you surround yourself with and what you consume daily. Right. So yeah, basically surround yourself with like-minded individuals and also be mindful of the content that you're consuming. If you want to become better, then consume content that's conducive to growth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So let's let's go into this term toxic masculinity because I want to get it cleared once and for all. Mm. How like what comes to mind when that term is being tossed around? For me personally, I don't think toxic masculinity exists. 
I think masculinity is completely neutral. I think there are toxic people and there are toxic men that express their masculinity in a not so healthy way. And this is what is confused as toxic masculinity. I think right. it's, a, it's a term that I don't think it's kind of redundant because everything that's considered toxic masculinity can be easily applied to women. So if you apply it to women, does it still toxic masculinity or does it then become toxic femininity? Mm. No, it kind of doesn't really make sense. So I think it's just, yeah, it's masculinity is a, to me, in my opinion, it's a God given set of attributes. It's completely neutral. Right. It's completely neutral. There, there is no toxic masculinity. Masculinity just is. There are toxic people. That's really it. Right. Right. Exactly. So what do you feel like is the, because it sometimes is very common among women, especially within certain um, feminist, extreme feminist um, ideas that are very prevalent um, today, especially among like my generation of women and younger. And this term is being used and it's really frustrating to me as well because you rarely hear them then mention toxic femininity or something like that but it's usually focused on what men do wrong it's always hyper focused on what men are doing wrong and i understand that the history of of um of men and women and that power dynamic has been there but nowadays it's so so different at least we're we're most likely like where we are situated and um what was i saying like i was thinking like what what does it how would you go into that conversation as a man if you are for example surrounded by women who are completely sucked into this belief that masculinity is toxic or that men are always in some sense perpetrators Mm. it's a very good question and i don't think it's like you said trying to change the mindset of a person that's already almost as you i guess indoctrinated into this certain idea it's a process so for me personally it's kind of Putting out the content that I do, you know, painting painting masculinity in a good light. You know, putting out the idea that there's a flip side to all the, I guess, negative connotations about masculinity, right? Being overly aggressive or being dominant. Those two things have their purpose, you know? Being aggressive is not all bad. Being aggressive is very important to be able to protect people. You know, being yeah. dominant or all that, all those things there, I guess, negative connotations about masculinity, they all have a flip side to them that can be used for good. So I guess putting that idea out there, you know, it's not, it's not the attributes themselves. It's the person. Yeah. It's not, it's not masculinity. It's the men. Yes, there are bad men out there. But masculinity itself is not bad. Yeah, exactly. Metaphor, so wait- 
Uh, a metaphor I like to use, I guess, is fire. Fire can be used to harm people, it can be used to cause chaos, it can be used to burn things, right? But it can also be used to give warmth and light, it can be used to cook food. So if someone uses fire to harm people, is it toxic fire? And on the mm. flip side of that, is it, is it on the flip side of that, if it's used for good, is it now good fire? Is it divine fire? No, yeah. the, the fire, <laughs> the fire just is. It just is. It, it depends on how the person uses it. And that's the way I see masculinity. Masculinity just is. And everyone, every man that expresses it, it depends upon them. Yeah. Mm, exactly. So related to this, is is there something that men wish women knew about about men? Is there something that you feel like a lot of men wish they could um, communicate to women? Mm. This was something that kind of recently was brought to my attention, and I think I think a lot of men maybe do feel this way. There's this idea that men are afraid to express themselves, they're afraid to be vulnerable, afraid to, you know, be emotionally expressive or available. And I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of the cases is that when men do express themselves to a woman, either they don't know how to handle it or it upsets them. Now he has to console her he has to comfort her because she got upset because of the way he feels so right. now a lot of men don't they don't want to be expressive around their women because she usually gets upset about it so now he feels you know i i shouldn't even be able i shouldn't it shouldn't be the case but you know men will feel like well, what is the point of expressing myself if she's going to get upset now i have to comfort her for my feelings for the way okay. I feel. I think right. that's I see that in a lot I see that in a lot of relationships. I see that in a lot of cases. So it's not that men are afraid to be vulnerable or afraid to be emotionally expressive. It's that, you know, sometimes women just get upset with the way we express ourselves. Right. So what what is it then that women could do? What what women could understand about men and be in that situation more present so that he can express himself is there something that or a piece of advice that you would give women how they can be in that situation i think i think the main thing to realize is that men express themselves differently we all we all might have similar emotions and feelings but men express themselves way differently. You know, women are good at handling the emotions of other women or that of children, you know, boys. But the way a boy and a man expresses himself is very different. Sometimes the expressions or the feelings and emotions of a man can be intense. So I think a woman just needs to first realize that, you know, that there's a difference. And sometimes men don't need what women needs, what what a woman needs. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, there's there's a I think I don't know really how to I guess tell women what to do, 
in that situation, I think is just realizing that there's a difference. And it's also on a personal level as well. Every man is going to be different, but I think, yeah, just mainly realizing that men and women are different. They express themselves differently. And I think it's important to ask your man what he needs instead mm. of just instead of just assuming, you know? Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't assume that he needs what you need. Don't assume that he may want what you want. Just ask him. That's, that's a really good, really good point. And it, it truly is the case that women usually assume that men need what they would need in that situation. And then they're acting based on that assumption. Exactly. And and we go even as far as um, then going to these habits of punishing men when they are not acting like women. Exactly. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's that's, very, that's yeah. what I, what we're trying to you know you know shed light on with with my ladies is that we need to understand and be open to the fact that your man is not you is he's not a hairy woman he's not right. a, a woman so you can't expect him to express himself like you would and you most importantly cannot punish him for for not acting like a woman or thinking like a woman. But these are all very like subconscious things very often. Like women don't realize that they're doing that. They they, they don't realize it. And that's why I, I want to have these conversations so that we can we can start to understand our differences and then help each other rise up to our potential. But yeah, yeah. it's 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 very common that when women don't realize this and the societal idea of of gender neutrality doesn't help no and no. i was actually it was interesting i was um it was during class discussion discussion at my university and um some of the girls in my group where we were discussing um, like literary themes like books and stuff and some of them were a bit younger than i am and what one of them said was really um alarming i should say <laughs> I think she said something like or wondered out loud. Um, I'm I'm wondering like, is is there any like actual difference between men and women, like on on a like a biological or psychological level, like or all are all the differences like like just you know social social norms and whatnot? And I was like, wow, are we really gone that far that <laughs> that's what people think out loud? And right. I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that to her. I was just like, yeah, well, actually, yeah, there are like you can see from like even brain scans that there are differences between men and women. But um, so that's that's the situation that we're dealing with right now is that Gen Z, I don't know, or millennials. I'm I'm I think I'm a millennial still. So they're like, what? Like, I don't think there are any differences. They're all just societal and cultural um indoctrinations or whatever and, and of course right. such exist like there there are like cultural things that we do adopt but to go as far as saying that there are no differences between men and women is is just adding to the confusion that we already are, we're dealing with and so especially in relationships 
when I see like women are and women and men both are struggling in their relationships because they don't understand how they can support their partner, their spouse, or their male friends or female friends, whatever the situation may be, because we're, we're living in this world of like, we don't even know that there are differences, <laughs> which is interesting. Definitely, yeah. Like, I think it's pretty obvious that because there are physical differences, it would relate to physiological differences. I mean, maybe that just makes too much sense, but <laughs> maybe all this It's stuff too simple. We have to make it more complicated. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I think it's really important what you said earlier about just when you said that a lot of women subconsciously assume things with their men. And like I said, that's why I think the realization is important. Just kind of take a step back and realize that, yes, men and women are different. And maybe the way you would approach a woman in that in a certain situation is going to be different than approaching a man in that situation. So I think as long as women can just slow down, take a step back and breathe and just realize that men and women are different. I think if, if a woman can do that, and just approach it in that perspective, a lot of things would be better with, in, you know, in the dynamic between a man and a woman. So yeah. realize that we're different. We're different, and that's a good thing. That's, you know, the polarity between a man and a woman is 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 what attracts us. It's what, it's what creates life. It's what, it's the way things were meant to be, in my opinion, so. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful dynamic when we really get to experience that. And it feels a lot easier. It feels easier for both parties. Because um, usually when, for example, if a woman is is operating from this assumed masculine space, then she's in that headspace of like, I am trying to control everything. I'm trying to like control him. I am like, you know, the, the state that a lot of women are trying to be in because of the perpetual boss babe and whatever. And and men are scums and, and whatever it may be. Um, it's it's not easy on the woman. Like she may feel like she's empowered, but honestly, she most likely is feeling like crap at the end of the day, or she's feeling hyper agitated. She's not present. She's probably suffering from some sort of like physiological or psychological like state of of anxiety at least or like i was psychosomatic symptoms that that were like everywhere in my body and it's it's not great like it's not great and that's why i'm so like pissed when i hear this boss babe thing being like uh, promoted everywhere or the the idea that you don't need men or that you like whatever it may be like you have to be the boss you have to rise up to to what men have been doing and i'm sure like women can do amazing things i'm not saying that that women can't do certain things that's not the argument here but it's it's coming to that natural state of homeostasis that natural state of where you feel at ease where you feel the most powerful but women have been fed this idea that you cannot be powerful unless you're masculine so that's what what we're trying to you know 
unravel and unpeel and really let go of that idea because it's not true. Definitely. I think there's this idea nowadays where there's this idea perpetuated that women are strong because they can do everything a man can do. But I don't think that's what women's power is. I think women are powerful because they can do everything a man can't do. Exactly. Like the whole boss babe narrative. Do you think that's the case with a lot of that? Like you said, there's women that feel, I guess, all those feelings that you said when you were kind of embracing that boss babe mentality, the feelings of agitation and frustration. Do you think that's that's the case with a lot of women that are kind of embracing that mentality? Yeah, yeah, I do. I absolutely do. And it's really hard, like, unless you're ready to, like, come to this place of releasing what you've been building as your identity, it's really hard to come to terms with the fact that that may not be where you're actually powerful. Like, it, it really is a point of humility and, and you know, acceptance that, okay, these ideas that I've, I've really tried to perpetuate myself in my life, they actually were shackling me. They actually were making me feel bad. And it was false empowerment. It really wasn't empowerment. It was actually zapping my power, which is my femininity. Now I feel it completely differently and it's a liberating feeling for sure. But because because of the what you see in movies and and all these stories around us in our culture, it's it's not easy for women to come to that humble point in their life where they're actually accepting that that narrative may not be the empowering one truly. Right. No, I yeah. agree. Women are powerful in their own way. And it's okay that that power is different than a man's power. So there's, it's, it's a different, it's a different dynamic. Mm, it is. It is for sure. What do you feel like is, well, how do you view or how do you feel? How does it feel to be around someone who is? completely at ease in their femininity i'm talking about women women of course mm. versus being with someone who is still like really sucked into that i need to be masculine to be powerful what does it feel like for a man i think for the most part a woman embracing their femininity is a lot more attractive than a woman that's on that whole boss babe thing and there might be a misconception about that. You know, some women will think, oh, well, he just doesn't like a strong woman. And that, that is not the case. There's a difference between being a strong woman and being a masculine woman. Yeah. So the whole boss babe mentality thing, you really do have to have a masculine perspective because when you're competing with all these other men in the realm of, you know, the economy and stuff like that, it's a very competitive environment. So you have to become masculine yourself to compete with other masculine men. I don't think a lot of women realize that. Not to say that it's it's not good to be ambitious or it's not good to go after your goals or whatever your career goals may be. Like I said, you there's there's a difference between a woman, you know, 
being masculine and a woman embracing her femininity to a masculine man it's a lot more attractive to see a woman that's in her feminine essence yeah being strong in a way that women are strong mm. not, in that, not in a way that a man's strong you know that doesn't it's not attractive to a man it's attractive to a man as a woman yeah a strong woman can still be feminine and exactly. womanly yeah so that's, that's the main difference that i see mm, yeah it's it's so true and i've tried to talk about this i want like a masculine man doesn't want to be around a dude Exactly. But like a girl, like a woman who is trying to be a dude, like it's like, yeah, it, it doesn't work. But so often, because of probably like the competitiveness of of this world and and certain fields in, in work or certain professions and and whatnot, it's really competitive, like you said. So mm. so women get sucked into that, and they feel like they need to be, they need to pull up those armors and and be tough and be like a man. Like do it like a dude. You hear that song, and they're like, "Yeah, damn it, I'm gonna be like a dude." Right. <laughs> and, and it's just not. It and doesn't honestly, pan out well. Honestly, I think, and like I said, that's fine in the work environment, but I think a lot of women have, or they struggle with turning that off when they come home to their man. You know, all, they're all day competing with the men, and then they come home, and they may not be able to easily switch it off. So then they find themselves competing with their own man. And then yeah. with that masculine mindset, with that masculine mindset that a boss babe or a career-minded woman would have, there's no polarity, you know? What attracts men and women is the polarity, the masculine and the feminine. So if there's no polarity, there's no attraction. And that's I think a lot of relationships they fail nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Lack, lack of polarity. That's true. That is true. And what I believe in is that women can learn to live in a feminine way and be in their feminine core essence, even if they're at work. I think actually talking to a lot of women who work around men, and I also like often spend a lot of time around men, I've noticed that it actually becomes an even greater strength when I am operating from my feminine essence, even in those areas where like I previously felt like I need to be in that competitive state of mind. So right. it doesn't even have to be that you you need to put on this masculine suit when you go out of the door. Mm. But like a lot of, yeah, sure, maybe there are maybe some times that in situations where you you need to be a little more like firm or tougher in a sense but i do believe that you can go about that from your feminine power you can put on that warrioress you can you can embody that different um archetype so to speak of your femininity in those situations so if i'm in a competitive environment i visualize myself as a warrioress rather than a masculine figure and when i'm with my husband i really want to be in that lover um uh, archetype and so on and so forth so i think it's a really liberating thing for women to to uh, realize that and then it translates because it's easier you don't have to 
be in that constant like push and pull like am i masculine am i feminine am i masculine am i feminine like what like you know you don't have to do that anymore because you understand that you have this spectrum within your femininity and you don't have to escape your core essence in any situation what i would like to ask you is how can sorry no, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I just want to say I, I really like that and I like that perspective to come at it, to come at everything from that perspective. I think that's that's beautiful. Yeah, it is. It that's is a good, really that's a good message to put out to women, you know. You don't have to you can do everything from your masculine I mean not, from your feminine power rhythm. Yeah, exactly. So how can we women, how can we help you men rise to your potential? Is there some things that you feel like are pivotal like we mentioned understanding that men are different like that is the first step like understanding that there is a difference and and the men think and operate differently and that's okay and that's beautiful Mm. but does anything come to mind as in like in relationships with your friends with co-workers what do men wish women understood and or wish women could like step up more i think just speaking life into your men just honestly just being supportive because honestly there's not really much a woman can do to inspire a man to become a better man it's it's something that comes from within but what women can do is speak life into him inspire him just let him be a man let him make his own mistakes. Let be receptive to his guidance and leadership if he's willing to give that. Be receptive and inspiring. That's that's really all, you know. That's because a lot of times I think that women either they do this subconsciously or maybe even consciously. They try to challenge a man to become better. You know. Yeah. They I don't know whether like some you know. It's. It's perfectly natural for a woman to challenge a man to become his better self. So completely, it's a natural thing because, you know, women want, they want the best man that they can possibly be, be with. And they want to make sure that he's centered and grounded and he's the man that he says he is. When I think this happens subconsciously, you know, it's natural, right? But there may be some women that are doing this consciously. They're purposely trying to challenge their man and, they're purposely trying to see what see what he's made of. And I think that's where the there's a disconnect, and that's where I think problems can happen, is when women are purposely challenging their men. I don't think that's a good thing. So right. I think the complete opposite of that is just letting him make his own mistakes, trying not to nag him. You know, that's a big thing <laughs> with men and women yeah. is, you know, at least from what I hear from men is women constantly nagging them for not, I guess, living up to their own potential, right? So instead of nagging, let him do what he does, speak life into him when he is being the man that he needs to be and encouraging that instead of coming from a negative perspective as you're not being the man I want you to be, so you should be doing this, this, and that. Instead, praise him when he is being the man that he needs to be praise the attributes and the characteristics that you see from him that you like and that you wish to see more of praise that instead of 
you know, talking down on when he isn't being that man. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's the main thing that I can, I guess, tell women to do with their men or try to inspire men to become their best versions of themselves, I guess. True. Yeah. That tendency to nag is, yeah, it. there's two two things that I've realized about that from my own experience is most often if women start nagging their man, it comes from their own discomfort with themselves. What I mean is that if I feel icky about myself for some reason, let's say I am discontent about myself, about what I've done, about where I am, whatever the reason may be, it's that that I'm projecting onto him because I I don't feel good about myself. I feel the need to criticize him. Then there is also the aspect of um, of women very often naturally wanting to better the world and better the situations around them, better the men around them, which that like it comes from that nurturing energy, but it can be it can become this um, this nagging, negative, controlling like shadow of of that if right. we're not aware of it so the the wish and the desire to make the world better and to to nourish to nurture is beautiful of course but yes. just like you said with with like masculinity it's, it's it's like it's like fire you can do both things with it well this is sort of similar in that sense that you can nurture in a beautiful way but you can also use that, like, if you're not careful and feed into that your own criticism of yourself and of, of your man, which usually, like I said, comes from criticism of yourself as a woman, and turn that into this controlling negative thing. So it takes awareness. Yeah. It takes awareness to to know where you're at and what your mental state is and what you're thinking and what is motivating you right now to to try and help him get better <laughs> like i've talked to so many women i know this is so universal right. um that um a lot of women do struggle with because they really feel like they're helping their man mm. by pointing at his flaws and right. You know, bringing attention to where he's not doing things the right way or they're not showing up enough or whatever it is. But it, it, it really comes from this place. I feel like I'm helping him or I feel like I need to help him. Yeah. And yeah, it's again like that state is where you're not aware of your nurturing energy and your desire to to cultivate and better things. W mixed with your inner criticism so yeah that's that's the journey that women need to go on they need to uh, take accountability for what what's happening internally that's an interesting perspective i never really heard that perspective of, i guess projecting you know when they i guess you said it's projecting a feeling of not being okay with yourself maybe and you kind of putting it on your man or but like you said i guess it's all in the so i agree with that the subconscious aspect 
you put it perfectly it's the nurturing it's the nurturing aspect you're just trying to nurture the masculine essence of your man so he can become you know the best version of himself like i said but if you're unaware of it you could take it too far and it could be a negative thing yeah awareness in all realms is just it's key right it is awareness and then taking accountability absolutely absolutely so one of the questions that i received from from my followers was that is there something that a man is really like observing when he is dating a woman that he's like um literally observing about her what is it that catches his attention in that situation that he's looking for when he's looking for a life partner for example there's a few things i guess unwavering loyalty would be one i think that's something that everyone wants from their partner right loyalty i think also exclusivity and i mean this in a sense that a woman acts a certain way with everyone else but she exclusively acts a certain way with you mm. yeah I, th- i think that's really attractive to men and they're really looking for that in their partner you know i want that's something that people i think in general desire exclusivity not just in being oh it's just me and you together and we're exclusive but an exclusivity and i guess what you show to them as a person you know you might right. be you might be i guess normal and i guess with every other guy or whatever but then you show him a little bit of a more bubbly or feminine or whatever side that you just don't show the the world you only show it to him it's something that men look out for i think in general mm yeah that makes sense that makes sense so it's like you as a man get the feeling that okay like she she sees something in me that she doesn't see in other men yeah right is there anything else that men find attractive in women other than like we've established being in their feminine mm. well, I can't really speak for physical attributes because that's subjective right like i said when it comes to i guess a woman's character like i said the loyalty the exclusivity and i think for men looking for a life partner that also <clears throat> that also wants to start a family seeing if she has like that mother motherly potential you know does she want kids is she does she seem like she would be a good mother if i had a daughter what i want my daughter to be like her mm, yeah that's very important that's what something that's attractive to men mm can't really think of anything else right now it's just every guy's different but i think that's kind of it's a universal thing for a man that wants a loyal woman and wants to start a family you know the loyalty exclusivity and motherly potential yeah yeah that's really beautiful and it's actually interesting because i've i've seen so many like um 
dating coaches or or dating content on Instagram where it's like women are trying to find all these things that they need to be and need to look like or need to express so that a man gets interested in them and what women very often focus on in my opinion too much is do we like the same things like are we are we um, interested in the exact same things do we have the same opinions about x y or z what is your take on this like is is it important for you or do you feel like it's important for for the men that you've talked with that that you share similar views about everything and that you both love going to um baseball games or or whatever it might be yeah not at all not at all i think the main things to be on the same page about is whether you want to start a family or not if you're religious or spiritual or you know those type of beliefs be in alignment with your spiritual beliefs be in alignment on whether you want to start a family or not mm, political it's it's dicey but maybe similar political views i guess but other than that interests hobbies there's no need to be on the same page about everything and i think also that'd be kind of boring like why would you want someone why would you want someone that's like you in every way you exactly. know it's interesting to have someone with different interests that can put you on to different things. Like, I don't think women, men and women should be into the same thing and have all the same ideas and interests for them to have a good relationship or to have a, you know, a good dynamic between them. Very true. I don't think that's important at all. Like, I think it's just it's with those few key things to be on the same page about. Other than that, it's not important. Exactly. So the, so that like the non-negotiables are there for sure like your yeah. values and 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 whether like you have the same direction in life like yeah. with, with family and stuff but but it's uh yeah that's exactly like what i agree agree with as well is that you don't need to think alike in everything or like the same things and because sometimes i see women get too like detail oriented in this sense that they're like but but oh my gosh he listens to this and this band i i don't know if i can bear that that's so ugh <laughs> and i'm like okay well is right. that really important when you're building your marriage like are you is is your is the foundation of your marriage the fact that you like the same movies and the same bands and that the fact that you both like football right mm, okay. probably you know not that may hold a lot of people back if everything if your relationship is based on the fact that you are interested in all the same things well it's it's kind of fine to it's kind of hard to find a partner that's going to be into exactly everything that you're into yeah exactly well that's that's where we get to the hyper pickiness that we also see sometimes with or i see with women is that they need to you know the man needs to fit all these you know, tick all these boxes and, and needs to be all of this. And, um, yeah. So, so then that gets in the way because you're holding this ideal of someone who 
shares everything in your life with you. But that's boring, like you said. Yeah, it definitely is boring. Like I said, these I think women should make a checklist of like five non-negotiables, three maybe, three non-negotiables. If he checks those, they try it at least, right? Yeah, exactly. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Yeah, it's very true. This has been amazing. I'm I'm so happy that we've had this conversation. I know that my listeners will enjoy it as well. Um, is there anything anything else that you would like to say before we wrap this up? Any parting words for my ladies? So you can assume that most of most of the listeners of this podcast episode will be women. Um, anything that you would like to tell women who are wanting to be there for 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 men, wanting to embrace masculinity in men and femininity femininity in themselves. Hmm. I think all I can say is let your man be a man. Speak life into him and support him. That's really all that's really all men need. And if you give that to a man, he will love you to the end of time. That's beautiful. That is beautiful. All right. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. I don't take it for granted. I never take it for granted that people share their valuable time with me. Um, I hope that this episode is helping those who are listening to it. And I really hope that your content also takes off even more. I'm sure that it will. And, and I'm sure that it inspires men around the world. That's a beautiful thing. So I appreciate what you do and stay blessed. Joanna, thank you for that. Thank you for having me on. And I hope this message reaches as many people as it possibly can. I hope you enjoyed this episode and learned something new as well as received some serious inspiration on your feminine journey. And I would so appreciate it if you could rate and review this podcast and subscribe. It really helps in the podcasting world so that we can reach more women who might be interested in these types of topics. And if you're curious to hear my music, you can always check out JoM on any of the streaming platforms and the link will be in the description below. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to have you join me in the next episode.